You're listening to the Soul Care Podcast. I'm Elaine Hamilton, the founder of the Soul Care House, a group of therapists working in community with a shared perspective about the path towards healing and change. This podcast is about creating a space for real conversations about real life struggles, a place where you can gather insight and support for issues that are relevant to you and the people you love. So sit back, put your feet up, and let's talk. Hey friends, uh, this week's podcast, I am sitting with Ruby Tovar Morin, who is a therapist at the Soul Care House and has really pretty hair. <laughs> true sometimes i just stare at her because (laughs) she's so gorge um and also gorgeous is carly wren who is our admin um at soul care she takes care of really honestly everything (laughs) i like to call her the director of sass and hustle because i feel like that best describes what she's doing here so thank you um you're killing it so Carly has some questions for us. Mm -hmm. She and her girlfriends had some dinner together talking about dating. And they're like, here are the things we would like to know from a couple of therapists. We need answers to these questions. So Carly's actually going to be in charge today and just sort of asking us some of these questions. And while today we'll be a little bit focused on girls in their dating relationships, um, some of the things we'll talk about, I'm sure, will relate to men as well. Um, so, Carly, just go ahead and tell us, what did your girlfriends want to know? Yeah, it was interesting. As we were sitting around, some questions very naturally came up in conversation. And I was like, this really could, we could use some more um, help on these topics. <laughs> so, one of the first questions that came up was, why do we self-sabotage in relationships? Mm. Hmm. That's a great question, Carly. And tell us, tell us about the self-sabotaging. Like, how would you say your yeah. girlfriends would describe, like, this is what we do yeah. that ends up I think, killing the relationship? I think it's um, a lot of times in, like, a really good relationship, it's with someone you actually really like and mm. enjoy being with. Um, but you just find that you're almost looking for every reason to get out of it. Oh, yeah. Um, you find yourself treating them not very well or just, um, yeah, you're just looking for a reason to say bye to them. Okay. Yeah. So it's a good relationship. Yeah, most of the time, yes. Okay. But you're like, I got to get out. This is good. Got to get out. Yeah. Got it. Okay. okay. Roops, thoughts about that? Wow. Well, when it's a good relationship, well, maybe even both. I think the answer applies that sometimes the self-sabotaging is we um, we kind of live out of messages mm. that we're not worthy, uh, we're not worthy of being loved, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't or she doesn't actually love me. Um, sometimes we're trying to find a way out, and it might not be that we want an out, um, but it's actually... We don't realize it's a lot to really receive being Mm, loved. Mm. Being loved ultimately is what we want, but it actually requires us to have capacity, a container Mm. to hold being loved. Like it actually is a lot to be like, hey, I love you and I see you and I know you. Uh That can feel really vulnerable. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's so true. Yeah, and it could feel very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's, it's these negative thoughts or it's this perception of ourselves um, that really impacts us to self-sabotage. And it's so subconscious in the way that we do it. All we know is like, 
I'm not doing something well here. Right. Um, and what I find in working with clients and even own friendships in my own life, to be honest, I mean, had my own dating life too, mm-hmm. <laughs> is just this piece of um, there's something that happens along the way in growing up. So it's usually yeah. tied to um, our family of origin. Um, and when I say family of origin, I'm not necessarily saying just parenting. It's really about the adults in our lives, the people in our lives that may have impacted us um, in negative ways. And um, it could really affect how we relate to people and how we connect to people. And we really view the people around us as people that we're trying to look after. How do we do this? How mm-hmm. do we model a relationship? And so when you're in a family... Um, or, and when I say family, I don't necessarily just mean mom and dad, whoever Mm -hmm. are the key, uh, people in your life that took care of you. Um, even siblings and cousins and extended family, like who were the people that were part of your upbringing in your life, um, that modeled or showed you, this is how we do relationship. And sometimes it's not, it's not modeled well. Right. And so we... We grow up seeing it done a certain way, and we might re- might be repeating um, the way we witnessed how relating goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep thinking also of there's also sometimes incidents that occur, um, such as you know molest or um, divorce between parents, mm-hmm. um, bullying at school. All of those pieces actually impact. How, what we think and how we view ourselves yeah. and we don't realize that we might be subconsciously functioning from there when we're trying to relate to a person and come close yeah right? yeah, yeah sometimes the I, the idea of being close feels like a great idea yeah until we experience it yes. right yeah for some of us it's like oh i didn't know i didn't know we were talking about yeah. this <laughs> right? Right. Mm-hmm. and especially like what ruby's talking about it's like if you've if you've had adults in your life were significant people who were kind of emotionally unavailable or they were in and out of your life. They're sometimes there, they're sometimes not. You're really used to inconsistent um, attachments. You're used to um, kind of having to make it on your own. And then if you find yourself in a relationship with someone who's actually very emotionally available, Mm. it's like, wait a minute, (laughs) this is very confusing. (laughs) I'm, I'm used to having to like jump and wave my arms to try to get someone's attention. And And now you're just giving it to me. Yeah. You're just giving it like, what's wrong with you? Why are you giving me so much attention? Right. So sometimes it can feel like if I don't have to work for this, if I don't have to earn this, there must be something wrong with you. Right. Like it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you be giving me this like so freely? Right. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And that's the like the that's like one of the big things. It's like the why is remembering that we all have an attachment style, mm-hmm. right? And I if you need a little bit of background on attachment, you can listen to Kelly's podcast. Yes, so good. That was so good. Mm-hmm. I think we call that I'm attached to you, I think is yes. the name of that yes. episode. And you if you can think of, okay, how did I get my attachment? Well, attachment comes from the people that raised us. Who were the adults in our lives that right. um, were there for us? And so sometimes it's not mom and dad. Sometimes it's a grandma. Um, and that attachment style follows us for, like, the rest of our lives. Yeah. And so it, I kind of think about it like you're chasing your attachment. So if you're anxiously attached, you're used to that feeling. And so you're seeking partners subconsciously 
in a way that you're going to recreate that feeling. Mm-hmm. So if your partner is securely attached and right. is like, hey, babe, I love you, mm-hmm. you know, or just shows up and is yeah. is just loving you hard and well, and all of you is just like, nope, this is mm-hmm. not normal, mm-hmm. when in fact that's actually being loved so well. Yeah. You, you find yourself actually maybe getting mad. You might find yourself being reactionary towards him. You mm. might find yourself kind of being short, like, I need to create an argument or a fight here yeah. so that I can go back to my baseline emotion and feeling mm-hmm. of anxiety or depression or whatever it may be because this isn't normal. And my whole life, I've had to earn being loved. Like what yeah. Elaine, you were just saying, yeah. like, I have to, I have to earn this. This mm-hmm. isn't just given by someone. And can you actually really just love me for me? It's not yeah. just based on my behaviors, right? right? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think sometimes what we're avoiding with the self-sabotaging is we're, we're waiting uh, for once the other person really knows who I am, like mm-hmm. once you really see me, you're for sure going to be right. gone. <laughs> so I would really like to just bring on the inevitable yeah. end yes. more quickly because I, I know it's coming. Yeah. I know that like right now things are, yeah. you know, yeah. real, real Honey beautiful. Stage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're super happy. We're super yeah. into yeah. each other. But once you really get to know me, mm-hmm. you're yeah. for sure going to be out. Mm-hmm. So I would rather be the one in charge of calling it mm-hmm. rather than getting more invested, more attached to you, right. only to have the inevitable ending coming and, and feel the rejection from you. So sometimes yes. that's what we're doing. It's like, I'm avoiding you rejecting me by yeah. rejecting you. Yeah. yeah, And that helps me feel a little bit more in control, mm-hmm. yeah. which which obviously feels better, right? right to course. feel in control. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It could actually, it's funny because it could actually feel out of control to be genuinely loved, mm-hmm. right? Like when someone actually mirrors you, and attunes to you and matches you. Like there's empathy. Tell, tell like, us what you mean by attune. When, explain that. Let me explain that. So <laughs> it's the like if I'm feeling if I'm feeling sad mm-hmm. and my partner comes to me at my level with this tone mm. of care yeah, and slow like, what's pace. Going on? Exactly. You look sad. And just really sees me in mm-hmm. that way. It's like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that feels overwhelming. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's this piece of, oh my goodness, they see me, they know me, I'm being taken care of. And then it could be this thought of like, oh, this is what it feels like to be taken care of. Yeah. And that's someone attuning to you. And maybe you didn't feel taken care of when you were younger. Yeah. And then you're like, right. oh, but that's that's where like the magic happens. That's yeah. where the repair mm. of what we didn't have when we yeah. were younger gets to get flushed out with right. a partner, significant other, and it's so healing. Yeah. yeah. It is so healing. And that's like the basis of the theory of a lot of theories that um, is talked about that we subconsciously continue to pick people, even friendships, and uh-huh. especially in dating, that reflect key people in our younger years mm-hmm. um, because we're trying to win them over. We're trying yeah. to fix what was unresolved when we were younger. And that's not actually how we heal. Yeah. It's right. not. Yeah. yeah. So we're, if we're in a relationship with someone who's sweet, like a good relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like you were talking about, can I do an experiment? Can I just like, I'm going to hang in here a little bit. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable. Right. This is a stretch for me, right. but I'm just going to wait and see 
you know, I'm going to give yeah. it a few more push months to see. That. I'm going to try to yeah. push through, like, could I, maybe this is about me building a tolerance mm-hmm. for closeness. And if that's true, I need to do that regardless of whether this is my person or not. Right. But could I try to do that in this relationship since I'm with someone who's kind and who's paying attention to me yes. and who's interested in me? Yeah. This would be a good place to try to learn that, yeah, a right? Safe place. A safe place. Yeah. So I'm going to just try to learn that and um, to also recognize that attraction is going to come and go in a relationship like this, right? Mm -hmm. Like initially, usually we start dating somebody who we're attracted to. But then when this dynamic comes into play where it's like, oh my gosh, you're actually really into me. I think I don't like you anymore. I think you're, you know, I thought you were cute yesterday, but today I'm not not feeling it. I'm not (laughs) feeling it. Right. So to just recognize that attraction is hooked to some of these other dynamics. and interesting. And maybe attraction will resurface Mm, once I build my own capacity to tolerate being close to someone who's kind to me. Yeah. Right? And just see. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and that's fine. But but maybe this is an opportunity for me to just try to press in and see if I could yeah. build my I could grow a little bit. Yeah. Right. Ooh, that's good. You know, just maybe like a side note piece is just also remembering um that sometimes what we see on TV, mm-hmm. what we see socially... It is not true? Is that what you're saying? It is not true. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Oh my it's not true. It's not true. I know Megan and Harry just got married, but... <laughs> I know. I'm basing my whole I life mean, off that of that. Was, so. Didn't they look so happy together? <laughs> they looked so it happy. It made me happy. I mean, I watched it. I'll say that. I watched it. <laughs> but, but it's not... It's also... We idealize that that's how it's yes. supposed to go. And right. if we miss the messages and what mm-hmm. is out there, some of those messages are we're supposed to be treated poorly and that's what love means. Right. right? Or right. there has to be this crazy intensity and that's what love means. Right. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes we even just self-sabotage because we believe a lie mm-hmm. of what a relationship is supposed to yeah. look like. And it may not actually look like that, mm-hmm. you know. You don't sure. you don't chase your partner on the last flight, push through TSA, <laughs> and say, "I love you." I, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> wow, this is fascinating stuff. Yeah. It's bad I news. Have no idea. It's a lot of bad news. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really look like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You typically you're actually at home with mascara on your face. <laughs> okay. Good to know. <laughs> with ice cream. With ice yeah. cream. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, pick, mm. pick your thing. Yeah. So, I mean, apart from pushing through it, are there any other suggestions you have for, like, how do we combat the natural tendency to Mm -hmm. self-sabotage? You want to, well, one of the main things is I, this is where I really encourage um, a good group of girlfriends that Mm -hmm. can be honest with you, Mm -hmm. but that you're also prepared to receive the feedback that they're going to share with you. Mm. Um, Or going to a spiritual director or going to a therapist to really unpack the patterns, the people you keep picking, the undoing of what I was used to is not, this isn't working anymore, right? So I think that first thing is acknowledging that you play a role in the dynamic Mm -hmm. of dating. Mm -hmm. And then also separating what is mine? What is my role that I'm playing? And really trying to identify that with someone that's trustworthy and pacing that well. Um, Sometimes I encourage, with some of the clients I work with, is um, slowing down. Right, so that moment that you want to um, maybe bicker about something yeah. or throw a grenade, <laughs> right? 
when your partner's being so sweet mm -hmm. or so kind or so loving because you're just not used to that. It's let's slow down to see what am I feeling, right? Yeah. Sometimes where, what do I want to do? Do I want to shake my body off? Do I want to scream? And just taking the pause and the practice is when you take that pause is identifying what am I feeling and can I tell my partner I feel really anxious right now. Like, mm. I actually can't say I love you back. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, like slowing down the right. entire process versus just running with whatever impulsively comes to you in the moment. Right. But my biggest encouragement is really, um, yeah, going to sitting with someone, yeah. you know, sitting with the therapist and really unpacking the roots yeah. of all of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That actually leads me to my next question, which is, how do we, um, A, find those trusted people, but also um, how do we learn to uh, take what our friends say with a grain of salt? Like, find mm. the people that we trust, mm. but also I've found that within dating relationships, there's so many opinions, and so everybody has something to say. Yeah. And how do we learn who to trust in yeah. that? Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, I, I, I think you sort of want to look at, like, what are the results? Uh, you want to look at, like, who are the people who are giving advice and look at how they function in their own relationships, mm, yes. right? Sort of like, is this person growing in their own life? Like, are they functioning well in their own relationships? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that all their relationship, dating relationships are successful or whatever. Right. It just means that there is some self-awareness where they can say, you know what, I, I'm just aware that like in that, that relationship, I was really trying to get needs met that weren't my dating partner's job, right? Like you want yeah. people to have some degree of self-awareness um, because I think what uh, women often do with and for each other is we try to convince each other of whatever the desired result is like yeah. he's perfect for you you guys are perfect Just, together yeah, but he's ridiculous yeah. he's an ass you should dump him right it's like we're just it, it's sort of like a momentary yeah. you know I'm just like handing you what I think you want right now right. as opposed to like am I really involved in a real conversation with you and what you're struggling yeah. with and I'm am I engaging in that and right. helping you explore or am I just trying to solve a problem right. so we can get on to talking about me, yeah. <laughs> right? Because That's we good. talked about you for 10 minutes and now right. I'd really like it's us to get back turn, to me, so. right? Yeah, so are sure. those people trustworthy? Are they uh, are they trying to grow in their yeah. own lives? And are they really listening to you? Right. And does it feel like um, these kind of conversations are about what's in your best interest yes. rather than mm -hmm. getting you out of anxiety or <clears throat> or encouraging you to be mad or right. you know what i mean like what what is the purpose of the conversation mm -hmm. the motivation that's the uh, of what's coming at you right. and that just takes you know can i just take a minute and say does this feel helpful to me yes actually i don't feel like this feels helpful to me this feels really like it's more about you and the right. stuff that you do in your yes. relationships yeah. and it doesn't mean that that person doesn't love you it just means that maybe they don't have enough awareness mm. to be able to be trustworthy in terms of these kinds of conversations right. is that That's absolutely what would you say yeah. no for sure i mean i think of um like some of the two two key things that i keep going <clears throat> to um are number one like boundaries right um that's where the boundaries piece comes into play is that 
separating my feelings from your feelings. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Like maybe your friend feels a certain way about the person you're talking about or about um, their own relationships, but we have to make sure that are they speaking out of the place of a little bit more objective. We're going to be yeah. subjective yeah. in some way. For sure. And we want to get, of course, we want to be like, if you think he's a jerk, I want to think he's a jerk. Right. If you think he's awesome, of course <laughs> yeah. I want to think he's awesome. But yeah. that actually can really um, lead us astray in some right. way and not, like you said, not be helpful. So I think of just um, the boundaries of almost collecting, um, not data, but collecting from others what they think and what they're seeing, right? right? But then at the end of the day, you have to decide. Mm -hmm. And we can't blame others for what we decide and what we choose to do. So I think of boundaries in that way. That makes sense. And and do the people that I go to have good boundaries, right? Um, And then with that, it's also a really good time to think about um, safe people. Sometimes that's used a lot, right? What a safe Mm -hmm. person is and and is not. And the reality is that we're all going to kind of dabble into the unsafe parts, Always. right? Yes. <laughs> like yeah, we're both. We're, we're both. both. We're totally right. both. Um, so we also want to be aware of like, where's my friend at in her current life, right? If she's or he's in crisis mm-hmm. and, or there's a lot going on in their life, they may not be in a grounded place to really speak to you about your relationship, you know? Um, so you also want to kind of take that into consideration, yeah. right? Are, yeah. Do I actually feel safe? Do I trust this person? Um, do they, what they have to say, um, it, yeah, like same things, best, you know, yeah. my best interest in mind in a kind way, but that's honest, right? Right, like, right. It's honest, it's helpful. Um, and again, I, I think I mentioned that's, am I in the posture to receive from my mm-hmm. friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and if, if the whole tribe is like, we're really worried about you. Right. Like, yes. we don't like how he treats you. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're getting a lot of voices mm-hmm. that are all, they're sort of all in agreement. Right. About, we're, we're worried about what's happening to you inside mm-hmm. this relationship. Then um, then it's it's really important to look at, gosh, I have a lot of resistance to hearing this. Right. Yes. So I might be invested in this um, for reasons that are not really about this relationship. They might be about more my family of origin yes. stuff that's really generating. I'm really trying to get this bad boy to be faithful to me. <laughs> and even though he never rolls like that, yeah. I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one who he's going to be true to. Yeah. Because that will prove to me that I'm worth it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then that's when we really have to do that um, re- reflection, that self-reflection yeah. stuff yeah. to go like, why... Everybody's worried about this, and I'm like, no, he's the one. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe we gotta listen. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because in thinking about the friendships that I value most, it's the ones who ask a lot of questions. Yes. and and give less opinions. Yes, so they're asking me how I'm feeling, where I'm at, yeah. what like what it's actually re- like to be with this person, right? Yes. Rather than like suggesting something or talking about a relationship that they went through, right? Um, and and that it turns out that that actually helps me 
figure out where I'm at. Yeah. By just talking it through. Yeah. 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 Anytime somebody says, oh my gosh, he's exactly like that last guy I dated. Right. right? Like then you're like, okay. <laughs> so now we're into territory that's a little bit polluted with yeah. your experience. <laughs> yes. And while there might be some valuable things in there, your that person's intensity around the conversation is really about what they experience. Right. And you're like, well, I probably need to gather information from a few yeah. other people. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. I mean, it's, at the end of those conversations, it's really about like, help me figure this out, mm-hmm. right? Instead of telling me what Instead to do. Instead of telling me what to do, right? right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then if if you really actually want to be told, what do I do? Uh, you might want to check in with that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's also the piece of um, if you find yourself needing to talk about this over and over and over again, like you might want to just check in. Why am I constantly going to my friends about some of the same things about who I'm with, right? Like, Mm. we don't need to constantly be talking ourselves into a relationship and out of a relationship. Like, that's not, that's not the goal of a relationship. Yeah. You know, that's not, that's not the end game with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we need, we need trusted people. I I was just, I was just reminded of, um, you know, years ago when I was dating, which is, (laughs) quite a few decades ago, mm-hmm. um, uh, a lovely young man I was dating asked me to marry him. And I, I, my response was like, I'm going to have to think about it. And that's always not good, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's not what you want to hear. And I, oh, went to, I went to my older brother and I was telling him, you know, I was telling him what had happened and how I was feeling and what should I do. And he said it was it was super helpful to have him have this clarity of like, this should be the happiest day of your life. And right. it's not. Yes. I'm like, yes. Oh, yes. Oh. I'm too worried. Yeah, that was super clarifying. It's yeah. like yeah. I was trying to think my way, I was trying to convince myself you shouldn't this is a lovely that. person, so yeah. I should want to marry him, and yet right. I don't. I needed someone actually to give me permission to say, he he can be lovely and still not be the right person for you. Yes. Right? That's, that's very helpful. Oh, yeah. Thank God. you very much. <laughs> that's like wow. top of this dating thing, right? right? Like there's a lot of good people, right? There's a lot of that, and there's a lot of myths about the one and, and all that, but really it 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 sometimes is a match and sometimes it's not a match and there's freedom in that. Like it's not, you're not being forced Mm -hmm. into this by any means. Mm -hmm. And that's a good example, Elaine. Right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. My gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another question that we had was, how do we build intimacy in a healthy way? Mm. Mm-hmm. Because it's scary. It's yes. really scary getting into a relationship and thinking about being vulnerable. Yes. Um, how do we not give too much? How do we give enough? It mm-hmm. just feels like there's so much potential for error. Right. Oh, yeah. And there will be. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And when you say intimacy, are you talking about emotional or physical intimacy um, or both? I guess mainly speaking on emotional intimacy. Okay. Like we were just discussing how um, sometimes when you think about relationships, there's so much risk involved. You yeah. Know, you're giving so much to this person, especially emotionally, that it's it almost is like, is it worth it to mm-hmm. to be this connected with someone to give someone so much? Only to have them, you know, do Actually, something. Actually, I'm like, not that into yeah. you now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so how do we how do we build intimacy at a healthy rate? Mm-hmm. A lot of it is really pacing. Um, a lot of it is really where um, the two people are at, right? Like, no two relationships look alike, um, but 
a big part of it is it's it's pacing. Like um, I've heard of people on the first two dates just completely share their entire life story. Right. Other person's like, H, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, that was too, a lot. Too much. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's sometimes... I think it just kind of goes back to that awareness, right? That self-awareness of um, you need to pace a relationship to where you're not overgiving, mm-hmm. um, but that you're still showing up and giving of yourself, and that the other person is too. You know that there's mm-hmm. it's it's not this. Let me get everything out. You get everything out. By the way, are you looking for marriage? Because oftentimes a lot of people think about dating in that way. Um, that there's there's actually a practice in dating. And um, the unfortunate part is that we don't know um, where the relationship is going to go yeah. when you begin dating. So there's this, there's this surrendering that mm. we need to practice and probably need to practice in other areas of our lives of for me <clears throat> to get to, let me get to know this person. Right. Let them get to know me. Um, a lot of it is also like, how am I feeling in sharing these things? Like, again, it doesn't need to feel forced in, in meaning that it doesn't have to be forced. It's this, you're, you're sharing from a grounded place where, um, anxiety is low. You, Mm. you're connecting to who you're talking to. There's a flow in the conversation. There's a flow in us hanging out together, um, it isn't this idea of like, well, what is he thinking? Should I say this? Right. Should I say that? Yeah. It's not a game. Uh-huh. Like, it's not. Games are wow, okay. games are over, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> no more games. Wow. Life board game can go out. You know, it's not to tell you how many yeah. babies you're gonna have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's not a game. It's not. Uh, well, if he doesn't do this, then I'm not gonna do this, and yeah. if I'm not gonna do this, then he's not gonna do this. Like, we can't mind read. Yeah. Oh I mean, my gosh, that is I know huge. You, uh, like you're trying to you're trying to manage how you present yourself. Yeah, for sure. Because you you want someone <clears throat> to like chase after you, kind yeah. of. Okay. And if you give them all everything they want, or if you do everything right, it feels like maybe the chase will be over and they yeah. won't, won't be interested. Okay. I think that's a pretty common thing for girls is to, like, want to, like, have boys chase you. Yeah. And so, like, you won't text back right away or yeah. you will, you'll, like, leave them hanging. Or Those are there's all, all these games. <laughs> and know? I say no. Yeah. <laughs> that, that I'm not going to text back. I have to wait a day. I am such a believer and I encourage people, like, not to get caught in that. Like, yeah. again, part of that we don't realize is, like, subconscious messages of right. what societal things. Oh, yeah. It's a Like, the world thing. tells us this is how it goes. And that's right. not true. Like, um, if you're constantly having to present yourself, mm. then what happens when you unwrap the presentation? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and this person, For sure. like, really actually authentically gets to know you. And yeah. that's the biggest part is the intimacy part and how do you how do you do that in a way that is safe um it's really showing up honestly and authentically Mm. right like I don't I don't need to put on a show because I don't need to win you over yeah you know like if we're if you're gonna pursue me I'm gonna pursue you and it's unfortunate that there's also this message that guys are the only ones to pursue right and guess what? They also want to be pursued. Mm -hmm. They too want to feel loved Mm -hmm. and affirmed and embraced and all of the above. And 
they want you to ask them questions too. And mm-hmm. so sometimes we focus so much on, um, is he or she pursuing me? Um, you, you know, we focus so much on the pursuit and the chase and right. we miss that. Am I really showing up as myself? Yeah. Right. We don't want to show up as our false self. And if we are, right. we actually might need to do some work around that. Like, yeah. why am I doing so much work on this? And there's a difference between feeling anxious when you are, you know, dating and trying to build intimacy Versus feeling like smitten and giddy right. and excited, course, yeah. and you're gonna feel that, yeah. and you mm-hmm. like you want to feel that, right. but it isn't this um, overpowering anxiety that is just you're so drained, right? right. Like you're so drained. Right. It, it doesn't. It's not exactly how it works yeah. in that way. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah, the idea of wearing that mask all the time, like, yeah. and always having to present yourself, like you said, in a certain way, that is tiring. It is tiring. And no and one you never know if you're doing that. it right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Was I too available? Was I too <laughs> unavailable? Yeah. Exactly. Did I share too much? Did I share? Right. Yeah. Right. Am I annoying? Am I too yeah. much? Am I yeah. not enough? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So why don't we just be ourselves? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's key what you're saying about like, can I go into a relationship with the attitude that like what I'm going to do here is I'm going to show this person who I am. Mm -hmm. They're going to show me who they are. And then we're going to see. This is just about seeing. Mm -hmm. Do we make sense together? Yes. Uh, Is this a good match? Right. And rather than trying to decide right at the get go. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. I had these feelings. So you must be the one. What if we let go of that? Right. I don't know if it's like, I mean, in the world, like the Christian world that I'm in, there's this idea that like when you date, you're dating for marriage, which is like a great thought, but it does do some harm when you, when you are putting too much pressure mm-hmm. on the forefront of a right. relationship. Yes. Yeah. Because part of the purpose of dating is to teach you about who you are oh, in a romantic yeah. relationship yes. right? so that you can learn where you need to grow and you can learn what it's like to be intimate with somebody yes. who is not a friend, right? right? Like it's a more important relationship. And so I think that it's about learning. And the other thing that I would say is, is um, can we uh, talk to ourselves about this idea that like getting hurt is not the end of the world? Yes. Right? Like what if yeah. I could enter in relationships and I'm going to pace it, right? Like I'm pace going to, mm-hmm. this person feels safe to me so far. Yeah. This person seems to want to get to know me. Mm-hmm. This person seems safe with the information I'm giving them. I'm going to continue to give them more. It could all go sideways because it does every time except one, right? (laughs) Right. So the potential for it going sideways is absolutely there. But what if it's not the end of the world? What if instead of focusing on preventing myself from getting hurt, I focus on here's an opportunity Mm, for me to learn about myself for me to learn about a dating partner, for me to get a sense of like what I'm actually looking for because my ideas might not actually coincide with what it feels like to be with that kind of person. I might find like, actually, this doesn't really feel like a great fit. Mm -hmm. I thought this is what I wanted, but I actually need somebody who's a little different than that. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't actually feel super comfortable with this personality type. Mm, okay, yeah. so we're learning stuff. Yeah. Is it emotionally painful to learn that, to get in and oh out? My gosh, sure. Definitely. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. That's good, yeah, because we, we do everything possible to protect mm-hmm. ourselves. Yes. That 
we end up putting up these walls that are unbreakable and it's just not fair to to ourselves or our partner. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's really good. Because of that, I actually did my five years off of Mm. dating Mm. and it wasn't because I was dating too much. It was all because there was so much fear Mm. around intimacy and closeness with another person. And it was just like, shoot. I got to get myself together here before I could just like go on a date because it's like I could not handle the no or the rejection Mm -hmm. that I had to work on that myself. Mm -hmm. Like I had to take time that it's just like it, it helps you build muscle to have some, it does feel like rejection to be like, this isn't going to work. And it was, there was this fear of like, what if I give this of to you, give of myself to you. What are you going to do with it? And what if you walk away? And yeah. the reality is the surrendering part of like, wait, this is really about I need to be okay with what I give and I don't know what this person's going to do with yeah, it. Yeah, that's great. It's and hard, when it, Yes, it's and hard. becoming less mm-hmm. attached to it. And that's why it's important. Am I okay sharing this information about myself? Yeah. Am I okay giving of myself in this way? Mm-hmm. And I have no control over what this person's gonna do with it, and and I I don't feel like oh my god I need to I need to pull back I need to pull back I shouldn't have said that. Right. That's where you want to really check in. Am I am I showing up a little bit more grounded? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. again, it's not a buy-in, it's not a chase, it's it's not any of that. Yeah. And so you you kind of really it's a lot of like a surrendering process yeah. of like that feels scary, but it also right. feels really good and growing and it, it yeah. really does teach you a lot about yourself for sure big time and it it you get to the really like magical moments of like wow I feel really known yeah. I feel really loved like this right. person gets me like right. well mm-hmm. you think about like is it even is it even worth doing if you if you're not getting vulnerable because it's right. you're not gonna the payout's not gonna be what no. you want yeah. if you're if you're not willing yeah. to risk it yes and that's yes. hard and scary but it's worth it <laughs> yeah yeah you up yeah and that's where you know you you do have to show up and give some of yourself but give where you are really open-handed about it right mm-hmm. that you 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 can't reach back for what was already given yeah. and that that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Like that's that's part of us. It's part of us is you know leaving our mark around the world in some way. If you put right. it that way, you know mm-hmm. it's just that's part of dating. Yeah. yeah, and hopefully the other person does that back too. That they give some of themselves and you hold that and you you value that and you you respect that. It's you know it's the idea of um, like when breakups happen. It's it's that that person was all bad or, you know, Mm -hmm. you just kind of make them a villain. And the reality is that that's not entirely true. There's good parts and there's really hard parts about every relationship we've been in. Mm -hmm. And both are true. And we can hold both. Yeah. It's learning how to hold both. Mm. Yeah. Nice, Rubes. Yeah. Well, ladies, that was a lot of genius stuff. (laughs) It was. I hope we fixed a lot of problems today. Yeah, I'm basically, I'm ready ready to to face whatever comes my way. Oh my gosh, (laughs) And again, right, like, this is just, there's so much to each of these questions, Carly. There's so much. Like, in my mind, I'm like, shoot, let's, you know, go to Soul Care House, find a therapist, let's 
hash the shit out. Honestly, yeah. though. Yeah. Honestly. Do you have some books that you recommend, Roops? Like, yes. I know we, we all love Attached um, yes. to learn about attachment styles. Are yes. there other ones that you think? Um, I love Attached. I actually, um, How We Love is actually geared for married couples, but I actually encourage people that are not married to read it because mm. it really gives you insight into the content for that kind of committed relationship later on yeah and it does talk about attachment it goes it gives you this quiz that you don't have to be with someone you don't have to have a dating partner to learn that that's Mm. another good book another one i like is safe people Mm. um and i love the book uh, by the same authors cloud and townsend um boundaries they have one on boundaries and dating Mm -hmm. which i'm not a fan of okay but the boundaries one does have a section on dating and it's actually very freeing. And as a disclaimer, there are parts in that book that I'm not a fan of. So kind of take some of those parts <laughs> with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But I love that they really give you this freedom around dating. And it kind of echoes the message that it's not a forced process. Great. Um, and then um, the other book is How to Get a Date Worth Keeping. This one, I just view it as... Not necessarily focus on the end game that I'm gonna get a date, but it helps you give you it helps giving you practical steps of how do I practice dating? Mm. You know, in the book it actually goes over numbers. I again take it with a grain of salt. I my suggestion is how can I practice dating and figuring out how to learn about myself, how to learn about what I want and what I don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are the big things to keep in mind about the dating mm-hmm. process is what am I learning about mm-hmm. myself? Because marriage is all about that, right? Yes. Like the only way for me to go- be a good partner is to be constantly facing who I am, expressing, finding healthy ways to express that, mm-hmm. allowing my partner to express who they are. Yeah. Um, it's just the beginning. Like yes. dating well is hopefully a precursor to doing marriage well. Yes. But there's there's just so much to learn about ourselves, mm-hmm. and that's just never going to stop. So let we might as well just jump in, right, and get to it, mm-hmm. yeah. right? <laughs> oh, for sure. And yeah. on individual self, for more of the insight of our family of origin, my negative yeah. cognitions, I really think authors like Brene Brown. What do you mean by negative cognitions? Cog- <laughs> Ruby's talking like a therapist right now. I'm so sorry. I'm not a therapist. You can't help that you're super smart. It's not your fault. So um, when we have negative beliefs about ourselves, like I'm not worthy, Mm -hmm. um, I'm stupid, I'm too much, Mm -hmm. all of those messages, those are are, really talking about shame there. Yeah. And that... That's going to continue to show up if we don't pay attention to it. So um, authors like Brene Brown are mm, excellent. So you know, great. Uh, Braving the Wilderness, Daring mm-hmm, Greatly, mm-hmm. really, really good. And um, books by Leanna Tankersley. Oh, do love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, her books are actually just really go to some of the core parts of us about um, really getting in touch with the authentic self. And yeah. then, again, more practice of freedom, like... I guess when I think about dating is there's a freedom in it and there's also this scary part, but not scary as in like, I'm going to die, but Mm -hmm. this scary of like, wow, I am growing. This is stretching me. This is challenging. This is a good, like, yeah, this is a good um, way to navigate myself and I I get to grow. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. growing with you. You're learning about yourself. Yeah. And it feels safe. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nice job, ladies. Thanks for yeah. the conversation. Of Thank course. You guys. Thank you. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Soul Care House podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Any questions or comments you have, if there are topics you'd like us to address, let us know. Feel free to contact me at elaine at soulcarehouse.com. If you're interested in knowing more about what we do here at Soul Care, our website is soulcarehouse.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle there is soulcarehouse and barn. Talk to you soon.